Muriel Bamblet, you're the CEO of the Victorian Aboriginal Child Care Agency, VACA, an Aboriginal community control organisation servicing children, young people, families and community members. And it's befitting to mention that uh, it's the largest of its kind in Australia. Now, we are catching up in the sidelines of an event you just attended, event called It's Time to Make History, Aboriginal Leaders' Final Call for Yes, event that's supporting the Yes campaign ahead of the referendum on Indigenous Voice to Parliament. Two days away. <laughs> Two days away, and the Yes vote is still lagging behind in the polls. Tell us about the campaign and how you perceive it. The thing is, is that I think it's important that we focus on yes and what a yes can bring and, you know, how yes, a yes vote can make a difference for all of our people. I think that a yes vote, and I do believe that it will unite us as people, with all people in Australia. It's not a divisive. It is about recognising and acknowledging first people, us as first people, and our rights to have a voice. I mean... There's various UN conventions and there's lots of charters that talk about, the, you know, including voice and having Aboriginal voice in decisions that, you know, um, impact on them. And, and I think a voice referendum really is about consolidating that voice and, and having recognition that we need a multitude of voices to be able to inform Australia's polity. As um, a leader of uh, an organisation that looks after children who are the future leaders, how important is a yes victory for the mission uh, looking after the children? Look, I think that we want a future where um, children feel proud, that they know that the Australian people have supported them, that they can go to school. I think what would be so scary is if on Monday for an Aboriginal child to know that Australia voted against them, their future, their you know, all of our children of the future not feeling that Australia supports their individual voice or supports the, the future of voice of our generations to come. Our children and young people need this voice. They deserve a voice. We are the first people. We've been here for 60,000 years plus. Our people have survived. And you can see us embedded in the fabric of every community. And I mean, I think we, we've seen other states and territories like South Australia has just voted for a voice. They've got a voice that's been accepted by their parliament. In the ACT, they've got an elected arm um, of Aboriginal people that sits in with the um, ACT government. So there are various forms of voices already, and these have been able to add to the very, you know, conversations around what it is that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people add to the conversations and can direct government on policies and practices. I think the danger is a lot of people think that it's only about the functioning, you know, the um, issues of drug and alcohol, family violence, child protection and justice. Our voice on culture, on story, on embedding language, on understanding what, you know, all of the traditions that we bring that we share with Australian people around language, around um, our culture, dance, ceremony, uh, our sporting icons. Those things are things that add to the fabric of Australia. And uh, two days away, we can't tell until uh, the vote is cast and the results are out. How do you see Australia after October 14, if the vote goes either way, uh, whether it's a yes vote, successful? Yeah, look, I mean, I, yeah. I 
really think that I want to go and, and say thank you to the Australian people. I want to be there, you know, with my hands clapping you and thanking and being, you know, really open to an Australia and feeling that Australians truly embrace us. After the 67 referendum, we know that many Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in Australia actually felt very proud. And in Victoria, I think we had a 93% vote on the yes. So um, I'm a parochial Victorian, a traditional owner from Victoria, and, and I know that we have many nations of um, Aboriginal people, but also many um, immigrants, many people from different countries that actually are, are standing up and saying they support us. I think I would be absolutely devastated if in the coming weeks that there's a no, and I think it will set back race relations with um, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people and the Australian people, and I think there will be a lot of, um, I guess, soul-searching we need to do as far as do, how do we accept the fact that Australia doesn't accept that we need a voice, that we are the first people, and does, doesn't accept it as needing a voice in the, poli- in, in the Australian politics. Two more nights to sleep and uh, we'll be going to vote in uh, this historic referendum on Indigenous Voice to Parliament in a campaign uh, that's um, polarising, to say the least. There's a lot of things that are being put out that are wrong, that are misleading, that are actually, um, you know, quite distressing to many Aboriginal people. Um, I think personally, um, some of the attacks on some of our Aboriginal leaders and, you know, really sort of, you know, minimising and reducing and making them feel less than. These have been our greatest hunters and gatherers for a number of years. These are the people that we, you know, have relied on and, and that have led our nation, whether it you know, be Noel Pearson, Linda Burney, Patrick Dodson, Melanie McCarthy, all those people, you know, and even attacks recently on Catherine Freeman and such. We've seen some terrible things about our Aboriginal leaders at the moment. And it's been dirty politics. I think it's time to sort of get to the root of the issue that uh, Australia really does need to think about why do we need to reduce our leaders to nothing in order to get you know, a vote over the line? Why are our leaders being reduced to um, less than in order to convince Australia not to vote for us? I hope the Australians are smart enough to see through a lot of these comments and a lot of the hysteria and a lot of the miscommunication and, and really understand that a voice is important and a voice will unify us as a nation. Yeah, you, t- you, you touched on something very important. This is the first campaign I've ever seen where there's a helpline for people distressed uh, because of being attacked. Uh, they're being attacked just because of the way they're going to vote or just who they are. This is the first time... Um, I've seen this happen in an election in Australia. Yes, and I think it's been it's causing issues for Aboriginal organisations, for our staff wearing their colours. Um, it, it's you know any any time um, Aboriginal people are displaying who they are or proud of their Aboriginal colours. At the moment, there's a lot of um, everything's attacked to a, a, a misconception that we're um, Aboriginal people that are less than, that we drink, that we dr- do drugs, that we do family violence, that we're in prison. And so, you know, anybody that works with or is associated with Aboriginal is being targeted at the moment. We know that come, you know, next over the coming weeks, we're going to have to do a lot of work 
if the no vote comes down because there will be a lot of distress within our staff, within our own organisations that have worked very much. Um, many of our Aboriginal community-controlled organisations have been working very hard with Aboriginal people and recognising and understanding the importance of voice because we echo voice every day in our work with families, children across many systems. And so for us, a voice is about really sort of acknowledging that we need many voices to be sitting and to be acknowledged. And I think um, I'm really concerned. I've got, you know, a thousand employees. I know that if there's a no vote over the coming weeks, we're going to have to provide counselling and support. We're going to work, have to look at how do we actually... Um, you know, be able to go out and look our clients in the eye and be able to say that, you know, despite our best efforts, we weren't able to get a, a, you know, a yes over the line. Well, that's a, a tough one to be uh, contemplating, actually. There's a huge responsibility on Victoria's leadership, on Australian Aboriginal leadership to be able to support this and unfortunately attacking our leadership has really undermined our ability to stand up to such bullies because then it's misinterpreted of a power grab by our leadership. And it's, there's no power grab in this. Giving Aboriginal people a voice is really about local Aboriginal people, local communities, state and territory reps, about gender. It's, it's a principal approach to a voice, that we have equity of men and women, that we have each equity of state and territories. That we, you know, that it's a democratic process that we vote our Aboriginal people in, and so we we really put an Aboriginal principled approach to a voice. We haven't made it that it's a voice, you know, that we, that government appoints and elects. This is truly voice in action and self determination in action. And it'll be, if we get voice up, or I'm hoping when we get voice up that it'll be an act of self-determination for us as First Peoples. Maria Bamblet, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on NITV Radio today. Thank you, Bertram.